and Mine Hollywood. Entertainment cronies and cinema elitists hand out awards for excellence in moving pictures. Sometimes the winners don't hold up to the test of time, so we're here in the future to tell them how they got it wrong. This is Switch the Envelope. Oh yeah. Welcome to Switch the Envelope, the podcast that aims at rewriting Hollywood award history. My name is Corey. And I'm Jeff. Normally every week we try to pick a year in a category and decide where the Academy Awards got something wrong. Isn't that right, Jeff? Yes, because normally they always do get it wrong. They do. They do. And it's up to us to really tell them where they screwed up. And we call that switching the envelope. We do. Make sure to put those in there, Corey. And- <laughs> Just hit all the marks right out the gate. Uh, but today, this week, we're going to do something a little different because why, Jeff? Um, I, 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 I don't know. There's a stranger amongst us. Oh, yeah. Oh, sorry, sorry, sorry. <laughs> yeah, the reason we're going to do it differently this week is because we have a guest here. We do. We have a, we have a wonderful guest that we actually just met about 10 minutes ago. Yeah, very fabulous guest. Uh, she's an improv comedian who is the host of Improv Schmimprov. Did I get that right? That was right. Oh, at first, I was, I was so scared I was going to screw that up. Uh, every Friday at 11 p.m., which is very soon, um, at the Maverick Theater in Fullerton. She's also the casting director for an off-Broadway production called The Office, A, a Musical, musical parody, parody, Yes, which is very exciting. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome to Switch the Envelope, Lindsay Brooks. Hi, hi, hi. Thank you for having me. How's it going? Oh, it's good. I'm very excited to be here. So you're you're going to go do improv comedy like right after this. I am. I'm literally leaving this place and driving as quickly as possible to jump into a show that I have no idea what's going to happen. Well, I mean, it's improv, right? Like, you're as prepared because you're ready to listen and react. Correct. Yes yes and. And And that's all you really need to know. Sure. Yeah. Awesome. Drink a little and then you're fine. (laughs) Jokes are funnier. So you also are a casting director for uh, Off-Broadway. That is correct. Off-Broadway and national tours. Nice. Yeah. So what what's with the uh, this office? It's, it's like uh, the Jim and and Pam it and is. and Michael Scott yeah. and Phyllis and Kevin and Meredith and all the you know Kelly Kapoor everybody. Uh, I've teamed up with these really great writers, Bob and Tobley McSmith, and they write sort of all these amazing musical parodies. They've done 90210 the musical. Uh, they did one called Cat Dashians where it was the Kardashians and it was all cats. Um, they've done a Saved by the Bell and so... Magnum P.I.? Not yet. Okay. But I'll pitch it. Uh, I think you should. <laughs> so right now they have two shows running. Um, we just opened The Office last year off Broadway and now it's opening a national tour this week. And would you would you be upset if I told you I've never seen an episode of The Office? <laughs> Not I, one. I wouldn't. Even the British episodes. I've never seen any I've of them. Hold, hold on, Jeff. You've never seen an episode of The Office? Never seen an episode of The Office. Are you shitting me? I'm not. I don't know why. You just okay. answered my question All if right. we can curse well, on this podcast. Pause. Oh, yeah, <laughs> yeah. You, you can Good say, to know. You can say whatever you want. Uh we need to pause right now and go binge watch all like nine seasons of The Office right now. Great. Okay, so right now we're going to take a break. All right, you take and it with then, us. Uh, come we back. We'll come back and we'll, we'll, we'll I will back watch every fine. single episode of The Office. Okay, here we go. And we're back. Oh, whew, that was uh, quite a journey. It was good, right? That was a lot of lot of episodes a lot of, of uh, the same the office. office. Um, sort I feel of like felt I, like real life. <laughs> it felt like I didn't really watch it at all. Right. Yeah. Yeah. 
It, okay. It's it's fantastic. Uh, the Office is funny. Uh, I can only imagine that uh, the musical parody version of The Office is uh, equally as funny. It is very funny, and it's also very sweet. They were able to capture all just the really lovely moments that happen within the show uh, and wrap it into kind of this crazy, kooky musical. They wrote the songs, and, and um, it's really great. It's doing really well, and I'm super happy to be kind of a part of it. Please tell me that there is a song where Jim sings about pranks. There's not a song about there is a song um called That's What She Said. Ah, that was my next hope that there's Which a is That's really What She funny. Said song. Yeah. That's awesome. Where does the tour start? The tour is actually uh teching right now in Elmira, New York, and then it opens for a month sit down in Toronto. Ooh. Yeah. Toronto. And then it'll be all over the country. It's going to Scranton. I was I was gonna ask, like, is it making a stop in it, Scranton PA? It is. It is. They're actually getting a uh party bus to go from New York to Scranton for <laughs> anyone who wants to go to the That's show awesome. in Scranton. Uh, and it'll actually be in LA uh in twenty twenty. Is there a website or something people can go to to there buy tickets? There is. Or? It is theofficemusicalparody.com. Wonderful. Yeah. Awesome. All right. All right. So, what, into, are, what are we here for, though? Into what we're here to are here to talk about. My true on passion. The, <laughs> your, true pa- <laughs> your true passion is why you're here. Lindsay's true passion is a genre Corey and I are not the best at. So. Uh, here goes nothing. It's the rom-com genre. Corey, why don't you mm. tell everybody a little bit about what defines a rom-com or a romantic comedy? So there are a couple rules for a romantic comedy. Uh, it is very formulaic as a genre. Uh, it is uh, formulaic. Yeah, there's a formula. Everybody knows sort of what's going on. A lot of people are turned off by romantic comedies because they're predictable. But fuck you, it's it's what they do within the formula. Who are these people becomes, who are turned off by them? It's you know, it's that guy and that guy? her. And like you over that, you know who you are. You over there, yeah. Look right at you, looking at you through the freaking car. Speakers. I seem to think that a lot of people actually love romantic comedies. No, no, no. I think a lot of people they're do. so predictable. You know, a lot of these are some of the movies that are on our list that we're going to have are some of the biggest box office. Yes, people go in movies. droves. I think uh, there's a lot of backlash because it follows a formula. But I think because you are sort of locked into an expected outcome. The ones that really shine sort of tweak and bend around that formula to make it really nice. Like, what is the premise? Like, what is the setup that gets these people to fall in love, to break up, and then get back together? It's, and that's a great point. So those ones are the ones that end up on a top 20 list, They right? might. They might end up on our top 20 list. Wow. Uh, but Crazy. basically, basically, we're talking about uh, boy meets girls, uh, or girl meets girl, or Boy meets boy or whatever. Two people meet in a in a very cute way, often called a meet cute. Oh, I love it. I love it. Uh, usually uh, that involves <laughs> some sort of physical comedy or a mishap or something spills. Mistaken identity. Oh, it's so great. Uh, <laughs> and then they form Or just a, a Matthew McConaughey. They form a relationship of some sort. <laughs> it's just Matthew McConaughey and people go... And no shirt. Yeah. He's just like, I would take off my shirt. And they're just like, meet cute. Done. <laughs> there. Your Matthew McConaughey kind of sounds a little bit like Forrest Gump. Oh, it is a little <laughs> bit like Forrest Gump. Mama always said, make a movie better by taking off your shirt. Um, <laughs> that's that's actually the character I'm playing. It's Matthew McConaughey playing Forrest Gump. Got it. <laughs> just, All right. Nice to meet you, Mr. President. So what defines a rom-com? Uh, there's a little Bill Clinton there. It just gets drifting into further south. Um, they, there's a meet cute. 
the boy and the girl or the, the couple gets together, they start formulating a, a relationship, whether that's a friendship or maybe even a contentious like, oh, we like each other, but we don't want to admit it. Then there's a split. They break up because of either outside forces or because of a fight between themselves. And then there is one character, often, sometimes both, that takes a sort of leap of faith. They uh, break into um, or break out of themselves and their own insecurities or whatever. They go and they find the other person. They express their love and they get back together. Or the other person says no. And that is a romantic comedy. All right, let's get into it. This episode is going to be, if you haven't guessed from Corey's explanation, the top 20 romantic comedies of all time. Yeah. The, Parentheses since 1980. Yeah. The, <laughs> more more modern cinema. Look, if we had gone like all of cinema, it would we would never be able to encapsulate that in a top. And 20. it wouldn't be it wouldn't have been 20 movies. To be honest, we only started at like 19, like mid 80s, and we still couldn't really encapsulate only 20. Exactly. This is a hard list to do. It is, and also Corey and I got some some blows into each other. We we punched each other over some <laughs> movies that were kind of funny for us to be really arguing over romantic comedies. You know, you know, this has been the most contentious list that we've ever put together. That is true. Um, Luckily, we had Lindsay here to help us. <laughs> Thank with you, the Lindsay. Romantic comedies. You're happy to be here. Some of your list was shit. So. <laughs> <laughs> Fun fact for the listener. Lindsay came prepared with her own list, not knowing that she was going to be writing this list today. <laughs> You're not incorrect. I do walk around with a list of my top 15 rom-coms. Top, you you always have, is now is that a rotating list? No. It, it's just in it's case somebody fluid. asks. <laughs> in case somebody asks to come on come on her podcast to do a rom-com list, she's, she's ready. ready. This, is, this is the perfect, uh, you know, cross-section of being prepared. <laughs> You're not. I'm being a little, a little single is really what. <laughs> a little single. Should we break out the box wine and like? Uh, I love a good box wine. <laughs> we do have a sleeping dog in the studio, so we're, we're we sort of halfway there. <laughs> he is like out. He's done. Max yeah. bark. Oh, he's, he's he just woke him up. He's like, I heard my name. <laughs> Strangers. All right. By the way, for all of you just listening, it is 190 in this in this studio we have right here, and it is just awful and unbearable. But anyway, we're gonna get through this. All right, let's go ahead and just get into our top 20 ish best (laughs) romantic comedy. And we have so many honorable mentions; it is gonna be insane to go over these. But here's here's the thing: Twitter and Instagram. If we left off your favorite movie, it's uh, it's because Uh, it's an honorable mention. No, it like Uh, that too. Yeah, she's saying all the. She's saying all the things. Yeah, high five. That's usually what I say, but like, you know, yeah, no, yeah, you're right. Fuck off. It's our show. This is our top twenty list. Here we go. Uh, From the bottom up, uh, starting at number twenty, mostly because she's terrible. Oh, this this was one where we almost came to blows. This is uh we're gonna we're gonna do this a couple times throughout this list. There were too many movies at this level to just pick one because yes. who doesn't love a romantic comedy starring the one, the only Sandra Bullock? I mean, I could raise my hand. Yeah, I know. But, Jeff hates but I will, Sandra Bullock. It's okay if I. I mean, with the exception of the movie The Net, <laughs> not a romantic comedy. <laughs> she has a slew of romantic comedies. You know, the Two Weeks Notice with Hugh, Hugh Grant. Yeah, you know. Um, speed, speed. Sure. <laughs> she fell in love. Keanu. There's a there's a terrible movie where oh, she uh, love. She pretends to 
be the girlfriend of a guy who's in a coma? Right. That's called while you were sleeping. That's, that's a not terrible, terrible <sighs> message if to I'm, send if to I'm people. If I'm being impartial, I will that say that's that. That's a way to get into a relationship. Being impartial, I'll say that while you're while you were sleeping is a very good romantic comedy, and a lot of people like that movie. And you cannot say. That you like the big sick and you don't like while you were sleeping because it's just gender reversal. Same film. It's. See, now I don't have to watch the big sick. (laughs) Thank you. (laughs) While you were sleeping, she did not know that guy. And man, I can't. It was completely fabricated. Her 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 romance with this guy. I'm here. He was a guy who bought a, a like a train ticket every day that she imposed herself into his life the big sick which we will probably get to later uh they were in a relationship sure they were in and out of that relationship by the time she gets put into a coma but there was already an established romance slash relationship Uh, but the heart wants what it wants it does it's important to just go for your dreams (laughs) and she saw what she wanted and she went after it she's really an entrepreneur if anything she did uh, I got a lot of flack for my favorite Sandra Bullock uh, rom-com, The Proposal. Blarf. Yeah, yeah. But all right. You know, I I really enjoy some Ryan Reynolds, mm. and uh, he makes a, a couple uh, hits on our list, too, but uh, the fact that he played an American <laughs> who was paired up with a Canadian who had to deal with, uh, uh, like, and she's... Uh, He's Canadian in real life, and it, you you're know, right. That is funny. That was that was funnier to me. No, but the uh, the whole Alaska thing, and then there's no night. Like, there's a lot of like really funny premises that are not expected for romantic comedies. I like those a lot. All right. Plus, you got you know, powerful, powerful female boss lady. She is a badass. Right. She she's kicking ass, taking names, and then even when they're when they're going through their whole immigration uh, thing, she's just like, <laughs> you're no, I'm sold. no, I'm sold. fuck you. It's great. It's a great movie. Everybody go watch it. But Sandra Bullock, she uh, she starts off our list with uh, all of her movies. <laughs> <laughs> At number 20. Now, number 19 we're going to get to, which is the best oh. movie of all time. Okay, so number 19. We Caveat, have a, this was oh. such a compromise. This was such a compromise. <laughs> but number 19 is one of the best golfing movies of go all ahead, time. Go into it. I'm just gonna and so number 19, here. I'm going to talk about for a little bit here. Number 19 is a... sleeping dog. <clears throat> number 19 is a, uh, it's a Kevin Costner yeah. film. It talks. It stars Kevin Costner, Don Johnson, and Rene Russo. It oh, and Cheech Marin. Don't forget about Don't forget about the Cheech. It's about Kevin Costner joining the U.S. Open golf tour in order to get Rene Russo. And you know what happens? I'm so bored. He gets her. He gets her because oh, oh he gets her. He gets her because of his ability to golf. His ability to golf. Ugh. Because Rene Russo is actually. Yeah, kind of materialistic when it comes to oh. when, it, when it comes to so there's, everything. There's strong female characters. Yeah, <laughs> um, because in the movie she's actually a uh, a psychotherapist or she's a psychologist, one of the two. I don't. They're not that indiscriminate doctor. Yeah, yeah, some kind yeah. of. But she's not that good at it. So she's intelligent enough to get yeah. people to feel okay with the fact that she's making stupid, dumb decisions. Exactly. So um, cool. <laughs> But this movie is number nineteen on our li- on our rom com list. Tin Cup, go out and see it. Like Corey has not over the last year and a half. You know, we've been every, doing this. every time we talk about it, it drives me further and further away. <laughs> I don't know why. Best golfing movie there ever was. Lindsay, have you seen Tin Cup? I vaguely remember being bored. 
She's I've, seen it, I though. I think that's a glowing review, actually. I vaguely remember being bored. <laughs> there are golfers out there listening to this and hating you guys. Look, I'm sure it's a great golfing movie, but it's still no it's bag of It's a pretty good movie. All right, number 18 on our list. I think it's a top 19 (laughs) rom-com movie of all time. It's definitely not worthy of this list, but, you know. But top five golf movies. (laughs) Top five golfing movies, sure. It's number one golf movie movie all the time. It might be. It might be. I don't know. We'll save that for another, you know, mini episode. Oh, and The Cutting Edge is going going to be in? Whoa, spoiler Spoiler alert! alert. (laughs) Yeah, I did that on purpose. So number 18 <laughs> is our next sports movie. Is, is yeah, so we're going to cut all the sports <laughs> movies out real quick. Yeah, I lost I lost yeah. one movie because it was a sports movie. I'm just saying Tin Cup golf romance, they don't really go go together, but you know what sport does go well with romance? Figure skating. Hell yeah. And hockey. <laughs> An unlikely pair, but they have a common bond in when DB Sweeney has difficulty making it in hockey anymore. Listen. So he decides that he's going to become a figure skater. I pitched Mighty Ducks. It didn't go well. Yeah. The cutting edge. Mighty Ducks is not a rom-com. It's hockey and figure skating. Well, yeah. It's sort of the opposite of uh, balance of figure skating and hockey. That one's like all hockey with a little bit of figure skating. Mm. A figure skater that comes to play hockey. This is a hockey player that goes to figure skating. And And there's lots of romance and attitude and triple axle double axles i don't know what they did to there's a toe pick i know that yeah he's not familiar with that because <laughs> hockey skates don't have toe picks this movie is such a like like this was probably like my first like my first romantic comedy oh what bothers me about this movie though when you go back and watch it now is that they're obviously not skating Oh no! <laughs> you no. never see their faces when they're skating. Oh, it's that tight shot, waist up, yes. good to go. As they're sort of like on a dolly, being carted around. Yeah, yeah, yeah they're not actually skating. It, there, there's no. You know, this is almost a lifetime skate? movie. The Mighty Ducks. Yes. You know what though? They don't. <laughs> I mean, you're probably right. I was at the filming of The Mighty the Ducks too. Oh my God! You've told. The I was story in this movie, that. guys. I was in. I was in D two. <laughs> Mighty your Ducks. Resume? Yeah, it's it's on the back of my headshot. D2, Mighty Ducks. I was uh, an Anahimian. <laughs> um, none of those kids skated. I genuinely did not do the research. <laughs> I just wanted to play devil's advocate. I was in the arena while they were filming Cutting Edge. Yeah. And they generally did the did the skating. They generally, oh, did they? Yeah. D.B. Sweeney, really yeah. good. I was actually D.B. Sweeney's double. It's his skating double. Movie. Yeah. <laughs> nice. Put that on your resume. They filmed it in Buffalo. <laughs> Uh, so you know what? Fine. Eighteen, the cutting edge, mighty ducks, Roma- romantic comedies on ice. So right now we have Sandra Bullock movies at number twenty, Tin Cup at number nineteen, and the Cutting Edge at number eighteen. I love the Cutting Edge so much. I do. I think it's a good movie. <laughs> I think we all did. I. I. What was funny is all this. None of us disagreed by putting this on our list. No. It. 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 it but it did feel very right at eighteen. Yes. <laughs> like, I love this movie, but. Not that much. Yeah. I mean, it's not a great romantic comedy, but I do have a soft spot. Yeah. Number 18. All right. Number 17 is uh, a really good movie, but... Lindsay wasn't into it. She yeah. wasn't. Why? Why are you not into this movie? Uh, I just think it's forgettable. Yeah. So forgettable. I don't even know what it's called. Like, I it? literally don't know who else is in it besides Ryan Reynolds. Well, it's definitely forgiv- forgettable. Maybe you remember it. Oh, I see. 
I see what you did. See See what I did. Do you want to come do a comedy show at eleven o'clock? Yeah, no. Did you not see the bag of dad jokes on our on our wall here? We just we we just plucked dad jokes. Right away, you should have said yes, and (laughs) that's fine. Okay, so definitely maybe is number seventeen on our list. It is the Ryan Reynolds movie where his daughter and him are having very cute conversations, and they are trying to figure out who the mother of the daughter is. He knows, she doesn't. He tells him a very long story of who the mother is, and it ends up being the mother that you, one of the women that you've, you've learned about through the whole movie. Yes, it's How I Met Your Mother, the movie. Actually, yes. That's oh, exactly yeah, what that's it is. That's a great point. Yeah. Um, Ryan Reynolds, super charming. Uh, I believe Isla Fisher's in this movie. Uh, there's is like she, she's the, she's one of the ones I think she's I don't know not the, the mom the four I don't think she's the mom. Well, the mom is um what's her what's her name um from Rachel Vice. No, Amy Adams. No, <laughs> pitch per pitch perfect. Mariska Hargitay. No, Anna Kendrick. No, no. Brittany pitch. Snow. No, it's no. um Molly Shannon. Pitch Judy Perfect, Greer. the no. one that's doing. No, the oh, one I know. Brian Cranston. Oh, damn. I was Rebel so close. Wilson. This was the next. Rebel Wilson, yeah. Elizabeth Banks. Elizabeth Banks is the mom. Yes. She's the mom. Uh, but I think he ends up with Isla Fisher. I think that's the the Spoiler. thing at the end. Oh, yeah, no, you just sorry. fucked it up, Oh, dude. sorry. If you haven't this seen movie this. from 2003. <laughs> 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 can you really like no. spoil yes. a yes. romantic comedy? Is that yes. on the list of you like? You can spoil. Whoa, one. bro! No. Don't spoil no, romantic nobody comedies. Nobody else can. You can. I can spoil. I'm You're gonna an spoil all these spoil movies. Every movie. If, if they haven't seen most of these by now, it might be too late. Yeah. If you if you are not a fan of romantic comedies, well, first of all, stop listening. They. <laughs> Or go watch all of these they movies. They all end the same way. Yeah, anyway, so the girl and the guy get together, or they don't. There's there's only two ways. <laughs> it's true. There's only two ways that it can Just end. Just like life. Yeah, they either get together or they or don't. They don't. The suspense will kill you. <laughs> all right, so definitely maybe at number seventy, it is a charming film. I will give you that. Uh, but to Lindsay's point, until you say the, I don't the title, a, I think I you think go, oh that's right that movie. I think it's mainly forgettable. Well. Coming from Lindsay's point of view, I think that it's forgettable because it's told from a man's point of view about his young daughter. I don't think it comes from a woman's point of view, so I think that's why it might be forgettable. It's interesting if you're a woman. It's yeah. it's really big on the single dad. Um, yeah, so I think it would hit home more for dads and single dads. Is it weird that he's like, "Hey, honey, I slept with all these women. Guess which one's your mom?" <laughs> I, you know what? He never really phrases it in that no. context. Although his daughter is quite precocious. I do love yeah. a precocious kid. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and her, and the, the do- good romantic little, comedies little often have too. a precocious kid. Yeah. Oh, she's she's like twelve. Uh, yeah, there's maybe? some that we have on this list that have a very interesting kid role that kind of takes over. Can't wait. Mm. We'll see when we get higher. Ooh, list. Which movie could we be talking about? <laughs> um, number sixteen is where we're at, right? Lindsay, why don't you take this one? Uh, number 16 is one that we, uh, Corey and I went full force on that Jeff did not like. Love this movie okay. for all of its rom cominess Yes. I just don't think it ends up on, I think the time time will have to see if this will be. It is also the most modern on the list. Yeah, this this is where it gets a little tricky and where we um, discounted some of the like uh, horror films on our other previous lists and, and whatnot is if the movie is, is too recent, um, sometimes we were like, let's wait a, a minute to see if it really does hold up against all these other movies. Although this movie, to me, as soon as I saw it, I was like, yep, instant classic. 
Yeah. Uh, so number 16 is Crazy Rich Asians. Yes. Crazy Rich Asians. Um, great movie for representation. However, if you erase the sort of representation, um, uh, like not side of it, but like uh, if we take it just as a rom-com, hitting the formula, making you laugh, um, you know, hitting, making you feel good and then having a little bit of drama. Like it is the most balanced romantic comedy I've seen in a long time. Agreed. Just on, on purely cinematic, making a movie scale, it it is like one of the most perfect romantic comedies ever created. Do you mean balanced as far as the writing? Yeah, the writing, the acting, the um, the themes, the, the bombastic nature of their adventure. Uh, to the chemistry, to everything about this movie feels right in line with where it should be. It's a really nice uh, representation of romantic comedy. There also is the, it follows the arc of the woman who maybe isn't so sure about herself in the beginning of the film right. and becomes that strong female lead that you are looking for and hoping for in a- absolutely. a romantic comedy without the caveat of romance. True. Yeah, she does find herself along the way, which is a nice um, additional piece yes. to the the storytelling. Um, and then, so like after all of that, then you add on the representation not only of sort of um, sort of the modern woman in in what you just detailed, but then also everybody in the movie is is Asian. Mm-hmm. You know, it's a, a wonderful piece of represent. Well, I mean, it is called Crazy Rich Asians. Yes, but <laughs> that's like, why I was laughing. You're but like-, like everybody cast in that movie is um, is it's significant that there that is yes. a a um, a movie that represents people that don't usually get represented in cinema. And that is significant enough for us to have pushed it onto this list. Um, uh, besides it not having a lot of time in cinematic history to sort of make those waves. But I think it's going to be a significant movie regardless. I know. Best thing since Memoirs of a Geisha. <laughs> no, not at all. No, stop. <laughs> Full stop. <laughs> oh, God. Uh, all right. So moving on to our... Number 15 movie. So now we're in the top bottom. Top five of our bottom top, 10. Top bottom? Yeah. Top five of our bottom we'll 10. that stuff on tube porn or whatever you were talking about. Grinder. <laughs> yeah. Okay. <laughs> uh, is num- number 15. Come number, 15 number 15. That was your choice, man. Number 15 is... Throw it um, out there. It, it's a movie that uh, I think is one of the better of this kind of uh, subgenre where we're talking about like R-rated um, rom-coms. Uh, where they're edgier, they show a little penis. Revenge of the nerds. They show a little booby. Uh, Romschcom. <laughs> it's raunch. Romsch. Yeah. Romschcom. Romschcom. You should use that tonight. Thank you. Try to work in Romschcom. Done. Romschcom. <laughs> Romschcom. Yeah. Um, a little mouthy. There's there was a few of these that came out, um, usually driven by Judd Apatow and his production company. Uh, this one in particular is Forgetting Sarah Marshall, but. I think it does also represent a placeholder at 15 for the 40-year-old virgin. Knocked up. Yes, absolutely. Yeah, I love you, man. You know, we didn't really talk about 40-year-old virgin. It's just a comedy. You are right. (laughs) Yep, just a comedy. Uh, But that's that's sort of the Judd Apatow R-rated comedy, romantic comedies, um, often mixed with stoner humor. (laughs) Yeah, for sure. (laughs) Uh, moving on, number fourteen. Oh, this one's so bad. And but good. this one's the I, quintessential I love this rom-com. One. Oh, it it truly is. <laughs> it's the third on this list of my guilty pleasures. <laughs> this is a guilty pleasure of mine, and I as don't well. feel bad that it's here at all. Yeah, I really don't mind watching this movie. I 
Um, there's something about Reese Witherspoon. There's something about uh, Josh Lucas. Southern accents. And there's something about a plane with a dog. The connectivity of sand and lightning. Lightning. <laughs> Honestly. That really makes for this beautiful little romantic comedy called Sweet, Sweet Home, Home Alabama. Alabama. <laughs> I would say that this also kind of goes into a Reese Witherspoon movie kind of a thing. Uh, just like Heaven. Oh, so good. You know, like there's there's a bunch of Reese Witherspoon comedy I'm romantic super comedies. I'm the ghosts right now too, so <laughs> Just like heaven really does it for me. Her and Mark Ruffalo being like playing out ghost, but in a wacky way. Uh, yeah, but Sweet Home Alabama too. Like, it was interesting to watch how Patrick Dempsey is not a bad guy, and he doesn't do anything wrong. She just actually has to make a choice between two decent men. Well, int- I mean, I mean, they have their faults. Well, sure. But they I mean, are not does. terrible humans. Correct. Which is true. Uh, oftentimes, uh, there is a like twirling mustache, uh, bad guy option. Which is Candace Bergen in the film. It is. It is. It is. <laughs> yeah, she does have to make a genuine choice. There is a really, really like sweet quality to Sweet Home Alabama. Uh, everybody's got to go back home. You know, and like face their past kind of a thing. And, you know, whether or not that's your true you when you escape that small town. And I'd be lying if I didn't try to find those lightning glasses. Right? Everywhere. I, I don't had, think it exists. Do, but do they not exist? I don't. That, is I'm that gonna, a thing? I'm going to look. I'm going to Google it. Is it a thing? It should be. That would have been a really smart merch idea. Why, you know, why don't we see more of them? Because those were awesome. When they, sh- like, it just shows up kind of like at the end of the movie. All of yeah. a sudden, like... He's got a bunch of glass sculptures that are made by lightning. And it's like, are there people out there? Like, is there an Etsy shop that I can go to? I'm going to find out. Like Josh Lucas's Etsy shop where he's just selling <laughs> lightning just, glass. Because what else? I mean, what else is Josh Lucas I bought doing? a couple. Yeah, well, he's not doing anything now. Nah. You know. I bought some stuff off Etsy from yeah. Josh Lucas. From a shop. So he does have a shop. Yeah, yeah, he does. He does. He Lightningglass.com. He sold it mostly to me. It's okay. I bought most of it. Most of it. Most of it, yeah. Oh, that's what that stuff is. Yeah, that's what's all that stuff in the garage is. Oh, okay. I had nowhere else to put it. I bought so much of it. Yeah, I mean, it's just sort of in crates. You You should display it. It's amazing. I know, right? It's meant to be shared. Right. It was weird, though, that he made me ask me to buy it in Dubai dollars. I was like, dude, I don't have those. I found out they weren't real. (laughs) Dubai dollars. It's like Bitcoin, but like not. Exactly. (laughs) Sweet, Sweet of Alabama, though. It's, it, it makes you realize that, like, for a while there, Reese Witherspoon was really going after Sandra Bullock's crown. Oh, yeah. Right? Like, she I was think she really. Took it. Really? You think that she surpassed Sandra Bullock in the rom com? I think she was more like a uh, Drew Barrymore. Yeah. I don't think she's going. I think she's more like Drew. Like, all the, I feel like you could interchange Drew Barrymore and Reese Witherspoon in any one of her roles. I disagree. Reese has a little bit more star quality than yeah, Drew Barrymore. Now. Yeah. <laughs> Damn, shade. She does. Shade Getting on Drew those Barrymore. HBO dollars. Drew, Drew Barrymore does not have that like she she's Supergirl next door. Drew Barrymore is Reese Witherspoon and Sandra Bullock have the op, have the uh, the like genuine ability to also play Girl Next Door, but also play like super starlet. I can't relate to any of them. I'm Judy Greer. <laughs> oh yeah, I we're, love we're, Judy Greer. By the way, everybody I don't care. in this room I don't care. You... is the best friend. <laughs> yeah. No, I could. I love Judy Greer. I don't care what she's in. That there was a movie that TV show Married. Was it Married? Oh yeah, or... terrible <clears throat> show. No, great show. She's I, great. I loved her in it. Married. Yeah, 
think it's well, on like Hulu or something. It was only on for like, it was on only Hulu? on for like one season. Mm. Isn't she in that uh, Jim Carrey show on uh, like Showtime or whatever, where he plays like a Mister Rogers? Didn't, I didn't watch mm, it. I'm just because... gonna just gloss right past it. It's fine. Just keep moving. All right. But Next. speaking of Judy Greer, oh, uh, she she is in. <laughs> she plays best friend in <laughs> number thirteen, uh, or like she's like coworker. She's a coworker, she's former a friend of me. Work friend. Work friend. Yeah. Why don't we tell everybody what what is number thirteen? Oh, they know what it is. So thirteen and fourteen are like right in my like the little girl that lives inside of we me. We had to cram them together. <laughs> thirteen <laughs> lives in my like we're in my sweet spot right now. Yeah. This the honestly the little the little teenage girl that lives inside of me uh, just loves all of the movies that we're talking about right now. Sweet Home Alabama and our number thirteen, which is thirteen going on thirty slash. 17 again. <laughs> yeah. One for the fellas, one for the ladies. Yeah, it's, it's, you know, we're equal opportunity here. Uh, but 13 going on 30, just Jennifer Garner. Mark Ruffalo. Mark Ruffalo. Mark Ruffalo in that's the, the Just Like Heaven. He He's was having a time. He's spot right yeah. here. Judy Greer. Judy Greer. <laughs> Thriller. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, never mind Michael Jackson now. There's varying opinions. Sure. But Thriller. Uh... <laughs> I've never eaten more razzles in my life. Than right when this movie came out, I didn't know what a razzle was. I don't really like them. But I, I bought a them. bunch. Yeah. <laughs> 13, have you not seen Thirteen Going on Thirty, Jeff? Now, if you're in the minority of people that's not currently geeking out on these movies, just like Corey and Lindsay, it's okay. Yeah. I mean, I'm just talking for the minority of people that don't know what razzles I mean, are. Razzles is a non-spawn of this. <laughs> it's not an ad. Razzles. No, not an ad. Not not, not at yet. all. Uh, but there's there's like uh, magic and like uh, time travel, time travel, you know, or like body swap things. I, yeah. I don't know that happened in both of these movies. Uh, Seventeen again is also kind of a sports movie, <laughs> but it no, also has Zac no. Efron's abs and a Big very time. very uncomfortable scene where his daughter is trying to make out with younger, hotter him. Ooh, very uncomfortable. That's a little Back to the Future. Huh? But then Jennifer Garner also has like a slumber party with a bunch of preteens. And she's 30 years old. is a little weird. There's, yes. There's always the little... Time travel's tricky. Yeah. It is tricky. But, you oh, know. good. But it's so good. Cry every time. <laughs> every time. You know, it's funny. Uh, this 13 Going on 30 is the movie where my wife uh, really claims that I'm the, like, softest person in the relationship. And she's like, I apparently have no soul, but I know that you cry every time 13 going on 30 comes on. Yeah, you really have to have something a little more compelling than 13 going on 30 to get me to cry. I, we'll get I there. know. Look, I am a softie uh, for cinema specifically, but there's something about Mar- like the genuine like quality of Mark Ruffalo and and the instant chemistry he has with with everybody he acts with Ugh. there isn't anybody like there isn't a movie where i don't believe everything coming out of his mouth is is not genuine and that really reinforces anybody else who may be weaker in the scene like is jennifer garner she's fine but like not the strongest she's of she's sweet in this she's sweet she's absolutely sweet and she's playing sort of like you know the teenage girl all grown up and and it works but it could come off really cartoony without having somebody that's the rock of Mark Ruffalo. Like, He's grounded the movie. He, he does. I think we just became best friends. <laughs> I'm so excited. <laughs> we can watch 13 Wow, going for 30. 13 going on 30, you guys... You guys and Sweet Home Alabama. Like really into this movie. <laughs> <laughs> I'm you just know. getting Corey, I'm going to take your mail card away from that oh, one. I did mention I have a wife, right? Yeah. 
Uh, moving on from from our favorite movies uh, to <laughs> to another movie that is kind of a guilty. A lot of the bottom of this list is guilty pleasure movies. You know, <laughs> I will say for honest. for Never Been Kissed, which is our number number twelve, number twelve. Uh, the one thing that bothers me about this movie is it's so awkward watching this movie. The parts when she is actually first going back to school, and then when she do she does the flashbacks. It's mm-hmm. so awkward. It makes me feel so bad for her that it's hard to watch. It's just so hard to watch. It is hard to watch. In a, but man, there are there are a lot of women who can fully relate to everything that has happened. Yeah, but like the prom scene when they're like yeah. walking. Oh my God, it's so yeah. awful. And you're watching it going, oh God, how can anybody do that to somebody? And it's just very I mean, bad. It's not Carrie. No, but it's worse because in Carrie, she's like a super covered in pig's blood. No, she's yeah. a, okay. First of all, Carrie, Carrie, after the pig's blood part, she murders everybody. She does. She does get her okay. revenge immediately. Okay, which so is, which in is really never been like, kissed. What happens? Reassuring. She like is like she's humiliated on prom night or whatever, and then she has to wait until she goes back to high school as, as a an adult. <laughs> but then she's not Josie Grossy anymore. That's true. It's just I don't know. It's a very she becomes a popular kid and learns that it's not really necessary to be a popular and kid and it has the judy greer <laughs> it does. which is molly shannon it does have molly shannon who is supportive of adults Quirky older best friend <laughs> yeah work friend <laughs> work friend it's always a work friend and there's baseball which you like yeah it's a sports movie a sports kind of movie. i didn't say i wanted ba- i just okay settling this i wanted bull durham bull durham is a great rom-com and they wouldn't let me have it because they said it was a sports movie if you think that that's an appropriate rom-com, hit us up on Twitter, at Switch Envelope, or <laughs> let us know on the Instagram, at Switch the Envelope. Ooh, I'm going to get the switches to get up there. Oh, yeah. All you switches out there that are like, Jeff is right. Bull Durham is a rom-com. All you switchers out there, please, let us know. please send messages to at Switch the Envelope, or on Instagram, or at Switch Envelope on Twitter. Yeah. Rounding off our bottom <laughs> 10 at number 11 is another grouping of movies, because there just are too many. And we all picked a different one. We did. <laughs> we did. Which Actually, made, I said I said the kind of the grouping of them. I said they're fine. Yeah, which is why we we sort of ended up just putting it in in a in a lump. Which one was yours, number. Lindsay? Mine was. Um, well, number eleven is Matthew McConaughey. Matthew movies. McConaughey movies. Matthew McConaughey movies. Uh, Matthew McConaughey rom coms. Yes. Not yeah. Like dazed and confused. More like the Lincoln Lawyer. Right? <laughs> yeah. Or yeah, yeah. None uh, of the mud is not. <laughs> my choice for I've this Matthew McConaughey movie was. The Wedding Planner. Oh, that's gross. Oh, it does not hold it's a not candle. Matthew McConaughey Listen, though. It's not Matthew McConaughey. It's Jennifer Lopez. It, it's, it's, it's a vehicle for Matthew McConaughey. <laughs> Jennifer Lopez is a vehicle yes. for Matthew McConaughey. And then you have Joanna Gleason in there. Judy Greer. <laughs> you are really all about Judy Greer here. I Judy just, Judy Greer. So do you watch? Do you watch Archers? Judy Greer in it? She is. Yes. Yes. She's the main character in Archer. And The yeah. Wedding Planner. Okay. <laughs> you need to watch Archer. All right. Archer is hilarious. I'll it it, it takes this sort of spy genre in cartoon form and puts it on its head. It m- sounds makes fun of all of it. Difficult for me, but I will <laughs> I will because I love Judy Greer, I will check it out. Yeah. I mean, good luck with it. I I don't know. Thank you. <laughs> Your choice though, Corey, was not the wedding planner. Uh, no, I would have gone with uh, How to Lose a Guy in Ten Days, uh, because of the advertising genius that is Frosted. 
Yeah. I actually don't think failure to How launch. How do you market diamonds? Bad. I don't know. Frosted. <laughs> I don't think fa- failure to launch is too bad of a movie. I think the premise is ridiculous, but the movie itself is actually pretty yeah. entertaining. Failure to launch has some friggin' famous people in it too. It has Terry Sarah. Bradshaw's ass. Sarah Jessica Parker. It has Sarah Jessica Parker. It has Do- Zoe Deschanel. It has the before he was famous Bradley Cooper. Mm. Yeah, he when was, he was doing just a bunch Brad of, Cooper. But he was doing a bunch of movies at that time. <laughs> Where he was like the other guy, like he was the best friend of somebody. He was the Judy Greer. <laughs> he was the Judy Greer. Oh, Bradley. This is Cooper's when he was Judy doing Greer. like. This is just before he did Hangover. Probably, yeah. That that makes a lot of sense. It's still a trash movie. <laughs> <laughs> like I There's said, no other way around it. it just, it's just not good. Uh, how to lose a guy yeah, in ten? That, how to lose a guy in ten don't days? Don't make is, it where your opinion makes all right, is, look, is law. Why we looped them all together? Yeah, they're all lumped together. But on Twitter at Switch Envelope, let us know which Matthew McConaughey movie of the three you think is the best. And Matthew McConaughey, if you're listening, tell us which yeah. one you like the best. The wedding I- planner. <laughs> and honestly, does it really matter? They're Matthew McConaughey movies. They are. You know, it is. It is what it is. We love you, Maddie Max, but your dramatic work is a lot better. All right, well, if you thought we were going to get through the entire list in this episode, you were fucking wrong, because we are only going to get through through numbers 20 through, uh, what is that, 11. So let's read those off right now. Number 20 was Sandra Bullock movies. Number 19 was The Fabulous Tin Cup. Number 18 was The Cutting Edge. Number 17, this was definitely Maybe. Number 16 was Crazy Rich Asians. Number 15 was Forgetting Sarah Marshall. Number 14 was Sweet Home Alabama. Number 13 was 13 going on 30 slash 17 again. Number 12 was Never Been Kissed. Number 11 was all Matthew McConaughey movies that fit into a rom-com genre. And we will get to the rest of our list on the next episode of Switch the Envelope. If you have any opinion about this, please send us some tweets on, on our Twitter at Switch Envelope or send us some messages on Instagram at Switch the Envelope. We would like to thank our guest, Lindsay K. Brooks. She will be back on the next episode, so look for her. It has been a wonderful experience. Wonderful. Thank you for, for uh, coming along. Do you, you have an uh, Instagram, Twitter you want to uh, share? Yeah, Instagram and Twitter, they're same. They're at Lindsay with an A, L-I-N-D-S-A-Y-K Brooks. Lindsay K. Brooks. Please join us next week for episode two, where we will go over the best rom-coms of all time. But pretty much the ones from, like, 80s until now. See you later, Switches.